1: Today's hero is Melvin Morris, Staff Sergeant, US Army, Company D, 5th Special Forces Group, Airborne. Name of the story is Justice Delayed. Melvin Morris was a 19-year-old Army artilleryman in 1961 when he went to Airborne school. And after graduating, heard about the Special Forces. The rumors about how they were snake eaters and shadow warriors intrigued him and he decided that surviving the rigorous training would allow a man to stick out his chest, hold his head high, so he volunteered. Earning the Green Beret was another rung on the ladder Morris built for himself to escape the rough times of his youth. Born in Oklahoma in 1942, Morris grew up in the recession of the 1950s, which hit African Americans particularly hard. His father, Carpenter, was frequently out of work. Morris often lived with his grandparents on their farm because they always had enough to eat. He joined the military at 17 because being a soldier was better than being in trouble. Amen. After serving in the Oklahoma National Guard for a year, Morris went on active duty when he received his first monthly paycheck of $61. He was amazed. I've never seen any of that kind of money before he said he had completed airborne training when president john f kennedy came to fort bragg in october of 61 to review the green berets a visit that had added to the elite units mystique morris who until then had heard only vague rumors of the special forces decided to become a green beret himself graduating from the training in 1963 he volunteered for vietnam but was held back because of an injury didn't get there till 1968. On September 17, 1969, Staff Sergeant Morris was in command of a five-man special forces team supporting South Vietnamese troops near Chilang when they discovered a large cache of food and weapons the enemy had smuggled over the Cambodian border. After a number of North Vietnamese troops defending the cache opened fire, Morris learned by radio that a sergeant commanding another special forces team closer to the action had been killed near enemy bunkers. He immediately moved his men forward and with two volunteers and went through a minefield to recover the body. Upon reaching the fallen American, Morris had time to say a quick prayer over him before all hell broke loose. The two men with him were immediately wounded with enemy bullets snapping around his head morris assisted them back to a defensive position he grabbed 20 grenades and ran back into the fire destroying four enemy bunkers with grenades recovering the green beret's body and then returning for a map case containing classified information he was hit three times in the chest and right arm. He managed to take refuge behind a tree where he was pinned down for over two hours. He radioed for help and the Navy sent a light helicopter to drop explosives, creating an opening for Morris to return to his team. Morris didn't get to a field hospital until two days later. After a week, they flew him out to Japan where he was hospitalized for three months before returning to the United States. He was awarded the Distinguished Service Cross, the second highest award of the U.S. military pyramid of honor in April 1970. In the spring of 2013, Melvin Morris was contacted by the Pentagon, advising him to be on alert for a call from a senior government official. When the call came in a few days later, it was President Barack Obama, he informed Morris that a lengthy review of recipients of the distinguished cross from World War II Korea and Vietnam had determined that he should have received the Medal of Honor. The president apologized as he put the medal around Morris's neck on March 18, 2014 in a ceremony at the White House. American badass Melvin Morris, born January 7, 1942 in Oklahoma. He lives in Florida today. Name of the story, Is justice delayed? It's another good one. Mm -hmm. Another good one. Melvin Morris. Melvin Morvis. Still with us. All right. Uh, Okay, the top of the hour news uh, had an interesting story about UK and, again, these universities uh, raising their prices. Uh, People don't understand (coughs) that there is – it's gotten so out of control for families and individuals. The biggest gift I can give – you can give your children now – is leaving college without debt. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest, it's the best thing you can do for your kids now. It's like, but you, you, by the way, you might go in debt uh, doing that. So uh, there's a lot of families that I, I know they've choice that, but you heard they, and it's not, it's, it's the food and the housing. Which is a humongous problem for all of these universities, Dave.
0: No, it's it's priced like you should have a personal masseuse. Yes, following you around.
1: Mm-hmm. Housing now, you're like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm sharing a bathroom, and you're charging as much as my parents' mortgage yeah, a I, month.
0: I can go get my own apartment, or I can share one with four people.
1: Yeah, or I'm sharing an apartment. I'm sh- I'm sharing a uh, dorm room that's fourteen by fourteen with another person, mm-hmm. and it's Brit, you know, a cinder block walls and crappy furniture and it's in you're charging me 1100 dollars a month? Yep. Like what the hell? That's not um, even tuition. And then it goes even uh, further because you, you buy these meal cards and, you know, you had one. I had one at EKU. You know, you swipe it, you go to the ca- the commissary or whatever. Yeah. The back cafeteria. then, though, we
0: had like the large cafeteria yes. with the regular food. Then there was the, mm-hmm. the cafe side. Some days it was Italian. Some days yes. it was Mexican. Then they had the deli side. We'd bring a sandwich back to the dorm. Yep. I'd throw an orange on the roof of the law building. Oh, there you go. Uh, but, but now you have Jimmy John's and like
1: John's dorm last year not this year, but last year, uh, had a Jimmy John's and a Chick-fil-A in it at I, the, at the yeah. bottom floor. <laughs> I got 15 meals per week, and you could eat all you wanted. Yes, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's... it's it, A lot of times, the room and board is more than the
0: actual tuition these days. So they're paying regular menu prices, right, with these cards? It's ridiculous. It is, it's the, the fleecing of
1: American families... Is it And here's the thing, UK, you're a public school and you are raising prices on room and board. I get it. You're saying you have to. It's like three or four percent, but you are driving more kids because applications are down. Everywhere. Everywhere, because families and kids are saying, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not paying a $110,000 for a communications degree.
0: You know who understands this? Who? Cigarette smokers. As the numbers go down, the taxes go up to keep revenue the same. Correct. So the same people keep paying more and And more more and more and more. more. Instead of making the product better, more affordable, with better results for kids after graduation, no, 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 let's just charge the ones that are left more and more and more. It is such a scam, and it is, universities, again, it is a,
1: for most degrees, I'm sorry, I'm just on that side. It's a scam. You don't need that. Get in the workforce and get to work. I mean, you're, by the time you are four years into the job that you want to do or try to figure out that mm-hmm. you want to do, your buddy is getting
0: out of college and he's starting on the bottom rung. Yep. You could, let's say you go to a company now, you train in the mailroom, whatever it is, four years later, you have a really good job, Yep. four years of experience, you're probably buying yep. your first house. Mm-hmm. Your buddy just finishes college after four or five years. they are 120 grand in debt, live with their parents and have $800 a month in debt payments. I know you want the experience. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to be in a frat or a sorority, but be very, very careful with your future.
1: Now, I'm, now, if you're an engineer...
0: Uh, you right, wanna, you have to go to train school.
1: You, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, t- to me, at some point, they've got to solve that problem because we did the story about UPS. They are building that uh, warehouse... To where it's going to be three thousand robots and six hundred humans. Yeah. Okay. So the six out of the six hundred humans, how many of them are just going to be uh, slash uh, electrical or mechanical engineers? They have to. They're they're watching after the robots, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, that's what they, that's why they're there, right? Or they're helping with the, the the packages. But for the most part, that's who they are. I mean, at some point, UPS just needs to have their own little school. And it, and it doesn't cost a family
0: $120,000 to, to get the four years in. People are doing this. Electricians, plumbers, HVAC companies, they're training their own people, creating yeah. their own special little universities. Yeah. Train them the way they want, and in four years, you've got a really good job. Or can we can we squeeze this into two? Mm-hmm. Can you squeeze it into two? I just
1: want to take my mechanical engineering classes. I don't want to take classical whatever, English or whatever. I just want to take the mechanical engineering classes. Can I do that? and do it in two
0: years because all the rest of it is BS. Yep, there are tech schools where you can do that or you can come work for us and then have to get a job, uh, I don't know, as a barista for 25 extra hours a week just to be able to pay off your college debt. I, I mean, what do you mean I have to take Latin? Yeah, it's part of the
1: curriculum. You have to take Latin. Well, how much am I going to use Latin the rest of my life? Never. Never. So now I'm, I, my GPA, everything is affected by a Latin class? Yep. Like, What, what am I doing? So, and no company cares about your GPA. No, and I don't know how many times, I mean 15 years ago, we talk and I, I I drill you about how much you remember from your Florida State days. You're like 2%. Yeah.
0: Maybe. I can't even think of anything right now. <laughs> well, and this was 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I had two man. things in my head then. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of things in my head. Just not relevant <laughs> there's things. Plenty of room there. Yeah. I mean, Becky would talk about when she was in advertising, people would finish college, come in, and want sixty grand. Yeah, no. And they're like, do you know what we do? Do you know what we do here? Uh, no, you've got to. Go ahead and make these copies for us, and you'll get 22000 Yo. and then you'll learn what we do. You can no. learn what we do by not going to college, people. I think I've done well in my career because I've always thought like the owner, not the employee.
1: Right. You got to think from their perspective. Oh, you've got a great sales mind. Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I, you I do. Think, yeah, yeah. So, I, I just, you got to think like them. Why would I pay you? Uh, what are you bringing to the table? Yep. What are you bringing into the building? You got to bring value to yourself before you can
0: say, why aren't I getting paid? I want 60 grand to start. Right, I want a four day work week. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to need eight weeks of maternity. Yeah. But
1: these, on the other side of that, is these mechanical or electrical engineers are walking out of college with $80,000 a year jobs yep. and benefits, right? So they're going to be okay. And that's the future. If you're not doing engineering, I, I don't, you know, I, I, it's, it's going to be difficult.
0: Well, unfortunately, well, the, the stigma is gone from the supposed manual jobs, right? Right, correct. It used to be, yeah. uh, oh, you're so cute. What do you do? I'm a plumber. Oh Oh. And now it's like you're a plumber. Yeah, yeah. You are making, okay. making some good money. All righty then.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But you can't. It's hard to. It's hard to tell a kid. Okay, at eighteen. Matter of fact, you can probably start working for an outfit in high school. And the second you graduate from high school, you go to electrical school or you get your 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 apprentice. And, and the then, companies
0: will pay for a lot of this training Oh my for gosh! You.
1: That's the thing. That's the thing. And then these. I, I want to call them names, but these kids that go to graduate school and they spend another 60 grand. Yes. And it's like, do you understand if you went into the workforce, there's a lot of
0: co- corporations that will pay for graduate school if you come to work for them. One thing every college has, I saw it at FSU, every college has the perennial degree getters. They never they never finish things or they might get one and then start something else, change their major and now they're 38 years old, they've never worked, and they're still in college. Right. Just because they love the lifestyle. Now, I don't know the answer to this. Do grad students that teach classes, do they get paid? I don't think so. Those are the TAs. I'm not sure, though. Because uh, that was my problem with Maggie. I had Maggie. a TA for a couple of classes, yeah. Ma- Maggie's first semester,
1: I said, okay, which professor do you like? She goes, I don't have any. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, they're all they're all." Grad assistants. I'm guessing it's probably a trade situation. And there, hers is classical studies, so she does take Latin. I'm yelling about Latin because I think it's silly. I'm trying to talk her out of it. I'm like, why are you
0: taking Latin? Uh, so, but, but I, if, so when someone in a toga comes yeah. in to order a cup of coffee. Yeah, right. She can take the order. Well,
1: I said, uh, I just, I don't understand the, the rising cost of universities and degrees. If your more classes are taught online, Mm -hmm. So now you have 900 kids. They're not in a room. They're in their dorm. And there's one, like uh, John at aerospace engineering. So some of his aerospace engineering classes, Mm -hmm. like he would say, and this is true. He said, there are better. I can name five better teachers at Trinity than there are at Purdue because they in high school, they teach you in universities. They give you the curriculum and you've got to figure it out. Yeah. So they're not really teaching They just, here's, here's the, here's the problem. Fix it. Yep. So uh, that's the difference. Um, It's just, it's, I don't universities, they've got, we've got to figure this out because it's, it's handcuffing
0: and generations of Americans. Yep. Have conversations with your kids about their plan. It's your money. It's going to be their money. It's going to be both of your debt. One of the best things that Trinity did for my son was make him do a an
1: extensive paper on student loan debt when he was oh, a sophomore. Great idea. When he was a
0: sophomore, he came out of that experience in that paper completely different. Wait, but he has, a, he has a logical mind. A lot of kids, I mean, money is just magic. It falls out of the sky. The parents right. just give them things. Right. <laughs> they don't know that the concept of money is foreign. So you're going to be $100,000 in debt. What? Oh, what does I, that mean? I, 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 a $60
1: lunch at a sandwich shop. It's like, do you know what we have to do to make the $60 cash?
0: Yes. Okay. We All just right. heard Wednesday's hero. He we had $63. Thought he was rich. I know. You know? I, well, I saw it and uh, I watched this. I don't know why I
1: watched some of these tragic movies. Uh, shows on netflix it was about a fire and a music part in australia in the 1970s right okay so the, the whole story is what happened why did it go up in flames and the in the story of the kids and the and the parents that died they were trapped in 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 the ride Oh. Right. What and, was the ride? Uh, it was one of those ghost rides where you get in the little uh, thing and it goes through Oh, like the Tunnel of Love but yes, no love. But it keeps going around and around and around and the doors open up and you go into the next room and the doors open oh, up and you yeah. just keep going in. Well they kept got that the smoke was so thick at the beginning that they they were trapped. They were getting out of the cars but they couldn't get out of the doors oh, and, no. and they were trapped, right? Oh. So one of the guys that's telling the stories, he Why is, are you watching this? I book I don't know. So he's, he was a teenager and whatever the name of the park was, they gave him the t-shirt cause he, it was a big deal that he worked that ride at the amusement park when he was in high school. And he said, we were like celebrities. We were like, we would be on the train to go to work and there would be teenagers stuff going, oh my God, you work there. And it's like, yeah, and if this is the, I, I worked at so-and-so ride and they're like, oh my God. And I'm like thinking how this is 19 early 1970s yeah. like 74, and i'm thinking of how that how that kid thought he was so special cuz he worked at the amusement mm-hmm. park you know and today it's just like you know people think that's a problem oh
0: you work at the amusement park that's a good job i almost had one of those jobs in high school early college when i was still at home and I applied it because I, I wanted to run the roller coasters. I right, thought that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after talking to me, they wanted me in the finance office. Right. They wanted me to to do the money, go to all the uh, the, the food stands, and because they could trust me, and I can add and stuff. And killing. they wanted to pay me more. Oh, uh, you're killing me! But I wanted the roller coaster gig, and they were full up. So, right. uh, speaking of map, yeah, let's uh, let's think of vacation. Let's think you have a a large family. Maybe you go down to Florida, go down to Destin, of course. And Trying to fly down there. If you don't like driving, you got to go, what, maybe fly to Tallahassee and then drive or pop over to Destin in some little place. You don't want to spend all of your vacation money on the damn on the air flight. That's expensive. So wherever you want to go, if you have a large group, maybe it's just a, a drinking excursion to Nashville, whatever it happens to be, Cook and Reeves has your solution. Seven to nine passenger luxury vans and 12 to 15. Go buy Cook & Reese if you want to take a tour. These things are awesome. Leather seats, individual headphone jacks, USB ports, 29-inch flat screen TV, which isn't much in your house, but in a van, it's like IMAX, and they have Blu-ray players, so you don't have to do airfare at all, and for less than the cost of renting two cars for your family, once you fly somewhere, you can get one of these vans and then have the vehicle there with you. That is a ton of money. Five grand in airfare? Nope. Fifteen hundred in car rentals? Nope. Little less than that will get you a van for a week. Cook and Reeves. This is the way to travel. Once you do this, you won't do it the other way. And there's no lines. There's no groping in TSA. That can be fun, I suppose, but most people don't like it. 502 447 8255. 502 447 8255. com. They also do wheelchair transportation. They have Used cars on the lot. And if you love the vans, you can buy one. Cook and Reeves Vans.com. Great people over there. This is the way to travel. Back after this, Damon Wayans Jr. coming up after the 11 o'clock news. News Radio 840 WHAS. Just for
1: one day. All right, it's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute, Reeling in the Years with Joan Doniger. What decade are we dealing with today? We got it wrong yesterday, by the way. <sighs>
2: Uh, but today it's the 70s. All right, like Everybody knows the 70s, right? Okay, yep. well, I'm
0: best <laughs> decade for music and you can't argue otherwise. No, it's pretty good. Even the disco.
2: Not
0: arguing. Even the disco. Yeah, okay.
2: It, there it was a wide range of stuff.
0: Despite it was, yeah. disco, it was No, uh, there's some there's, disco. Oh, Come there, on. Yeah, there's some. Yeah. Ab, is ABBA there's disco? Some. Not really. Okay. The, Dancing Queen is kind of a disco song. The older I
1: got, the more I appreciated ABBA. I still I love ABBA. The yeah, best good. of ABBA is pretty good.
0: All right, Jen, what's what you got for us?
2: Yeah, I'm not a, such a big ABBA fan. I like, I like Dancing Queen. But All right. uh,
0: the rest mm, of it, yeah. Okay.
2: It disappoints my family, but that's okay. Okay, <laughs> well, what we got?
0: Be consistent. <laughs> what
2: we, what we got uh, Love's Theme from Love Unlimited Orchestra. Mm. Seasons in the Sun, Terry Jacks.
0: Okay, that's Scream 73. Love, Redbone. Okay.
2: The locomotion, but the Grand Funk version. That's right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hooked on a feeling. The Uga Chaka song. That is the Blue Swede version. Um, Dancing machine. Jackson Five. Jungle Boogie. Cool in the gang.
0: Okay. Spiders oh, this. Uh, Jim
2: Stafford. Uh, hey,
1: oh, geez, hang on. Sorry. Sorry. My, what are you doing perfect. there? Phone is going off. <laughs>
2: Oh, there we go! Oh, I hated this. We've known each other since we were nine. I
1: I gotta be with you. I'm with you on that one. I'm not a fan. It's 73 or 74. Yeah, I like
0: it. Yeah, 73. A couple of those said 74. Anything else, Joan?
2: Uh, Let's see. We got "The Way We Were" by Barbra (laughs) Streisand. Oh,
0: that's more 74. Yeah, that's 74. Rock
2: on, David Essex. That's Uh, 70. Sideshow, Blue Magic.
1: Oh man, I'm I'm leaning 70. Oh yeah, Billy Don't Be a Hero. That's a that's, pretty good that's one. Seventy four. I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I it might be even seventy five. I'm gonna go seventy four. I, I Dave, I think seventy-four.
0: Yeah, I think so. I I I was early seventy three yesterday. I didn't follow my instinct, but let's go seventy four. All right, nineteen seventy four, Joan. What do you think?
2: Yeah, nineteen seventy four yeah, there we go. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now all the yes. good songs and this is what you chose to play.
0: Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, not Don't not made.
1: There was a lot of weird songs like this. that told stories while yes. they were, you right. know. There were story
0: it, songs, and yeah. it was just something they made up. I she, can't stop writing songs. I can't stop writing songs about stuff that we did. Um, yeah, it's actually about Alexander the Great. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, all right, Joan. What's the market look like uh, early in the day here on News Radio eight forty WHAS? What do we got?
2: Uh, it's looking pretty good right now. The Dow's up 83, the NASDAQ 12, the S&P 8. It's because payroll company ADP counted 103,000 new jobs added to payrolls last month when 130,000 were expected. It's one of those bad news is good news situations. Uh, it sent investors hopes higher that the Federal Reserve will be able to start cutting interest rates next year. With the News Radio 840 WHAS Bloomberg Money Report, I'm Joan Doniger.
0: WHAS. Huh? I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat
1: <laughs> Love this song.
0: I'm Mr.
1: I walked in your studio and I heard just the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah, That yep. The, That the, the trombone yep. And I went, uh, hey, Heat Miser. Uh, yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. You and then his brother, the Snow Miser. You can't get that out of your head.
1: hmm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mr. Green, all right, uh, coming up at the top of the hour at 1105, Damon Wayans Jr. is in town at the Louisville Comedy Club. We will talk to him. What a hilarious family mm-hmm. and a family that changed, I thought, comedy in, on television uh, with their TV show, In Living Color. Uh, his dad and his uncle uh, and uncles changed it all. It was really, a really fascinating story. I think they're like the Mannings of uh, comedy. Oh yeah,
0: sure. You know, wonder if there is like a Cooper Manning that's not really good at football well, or they, not really good at comedy. They'd be better at the NFL stuff than those guys. I, yeah, I, I tried to watch it a couple times. It's uh, which what the Manning the cast, Manning brother stuff.
1: Uh, it was good at first, and now they're just kind of mailing it in. Yeah, well the ratings say it. Yeah. Like, the ratings were humongous for a while, and people were like, this is awesome. But what goes back, you know, what goes back? Yeah, just watching the game
0: and the regular commentators. And so, like, new, uh, if they're doing the game, I'll click over to NFL on YouTube TV, and it'll say, would you want ESPN or ABC, I think. Which one's not the Mannings? Yeah. That's the one I want. Right. And and, and by the way, uh, people complain about the color
1: commentator and the play-by-play guy all the time. Mm-hmm. But they tried, the NFL tried that once to do a game without the commentators. Like, people just want to watch the game. They don't want comments and all that to so just show the game. So they, play, they did that. They did a game in the 1980s without the color or commentator or the Uh, play-by-play, and
0: it was a miserable failure. People hated it. Even if you're not paying attention. Yes. It's just part of the ambiance. Yes. Remember remember the COVID cardboard people in the stands, and they had to pipe stuff in to make it sound like a game. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Uh,
1: When I used to go to BW3s to watch games... I, it wasn't the same because I couldn't hear the game, mm-hmm. right? So the, it's on the screen, but they also got 47 other games on. So you're just like, I want to hear my game. Right. Why am I hearing the Jets audio? I, I don't want,
0: I want to hear my game. Remember the days of the individual thing on your table where you could dial oh, up whichever, yes. whichever TV you wanted? That was
1: the rib place off Hearstport uh, uh, oh, yes, Lane. Yes. What
0: was that called? Oh, I don't know. They had know. The, like the three movie theater size
1: screens up yes, there. Yes, I was yeah. 24. Three or four years old, I did the Super Bowl Sunday there. They paid me like double my talent fee, but that was one of the a Super Bowl. That was one of the days that I, they gave me the check, uh-huh. my talent fee check at the end of the night, and then gave me my bill, and I just gave them the check back. <laughs> that was one of those situations. Uh, okay. Uh, people ask all the time about, you know, they, they do these stupid pictures at the Leaning Tower. Oh, Italy. yes. So they they're, they take the a picture like where they're, they're, they're pushing they it. They act like they're holding it up or something like that. And they're holding the
0: sun in their hand in yes. another picture. Or
1: they're doing something crude to it. These people are weird. Yeah, uh, true. So the Italian city are in... in uh, Pisa. Uh, it, they are uh, getting ready. Um, this thing has stood for a thousand, a thousand years. Mm-hmm. It, they think it's going to fall over. Uh, the city is putting in place a civil protection plan in case the tower suddenly collapses. Can we get a big broomstick and put it on the other side? I, that's well, They're going to have to do something. The tower has been an iconic part of the skyline since the 12th century. Um, they are going to try to contain debris resulting from a possible collapse. So the, I don't know what they're trying to do, but they think, look, if they're calling their shot, it's going to happen. Haven't they been calling the
0: shot for a while? i don't I don't ever remember
1: them saying, "Yeah, it's going to fall over." uh Video cameras are trained on the building to capture the collapse when it happens. <laughs> what the hell uh so civil engineers are
0: are trying to figure it out. Would you do, instead of doing that, would you just fix it? Uh, yeah, please. Can you go on the other side? and I know they probably want to keep the iconic lean if they can
1: i I'm not comparing the two. Again, but,
0: big broomstick.
1: Yeah, I'm not comparing the two, but for but remember the the traffic on Main Street for 3 years was horrible because they had those fires on like that Bourbon Row, but they wanted to save the facade because they were the original bricks. Yes. So they How you
0: like that Hans brick? Hans brick, huh? So Rome So Rome uh, So they Rome. took up
1: like a, a, a lane and a half of Main Street with yes. these giant concrete things and then these these metal towers
0: that were holding the facade up. you're right. you know you can recreate that. We spent an extra 300 million dollars to go under a house for the East End Bridge. That is a true story. one house. Because one house is a little old, and you couldn't they built a tunnel under it for three hundred million extra dollars.
1: They built a tunnel. Yes. And by the way, I got my bill. I went over. I went over to Indiana. I go the Lincoln. I'm not messing with any. I'm just going yeah, go to go Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. It's nine dollars. Yeah. Yeah. There and back. I'm like nine dollars. What the hell? Ten dollars? Going a bridge? Mm-hmm. What the hell are we doing? Well, they sure not in a semi. Ay-yi-yi. Exactly. All right. A federal jury in Illinois ordered I've always wondered how many times these businesses collude and charge us too much money. All the time is the answer. Uh, yeah. A jury in Illinois ordered a seventeen point seven million dollars in damages, an amount tripled more than fifty-three million dollars under federal law to several food manufacturing I wish Dwight was here so he can start screaming, who had sued over may, uh, major egg producers over conspiracy to limit the egg supply in the United States. Aha. Uh-huh. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. You were paying more for eggs. The jury ruled last week that the egg producers use various means to limit the domestic supply of eggs. What did they, threaten the chickens? And then what do officials come out and say? Oh, supply chain issues. Did you give it a, uh, did you produce an egg today?
2: <laughs>
1: did you? They produced uh, the products uh, during the early 2000s, so this is between 2004 and 2008. Oh wow! I think probably they were blaming. Look, so, anytime so something... eggs were
0: cheap then; they could have been cheaper still. So they. Uh,
1: so here's the thing. So uh, you know, when something goes high, they always blame the president. Like the president has something to do with uh, the price of whatever. So you know, they were screaming 2004. Oh, that was Bush. That wasn't Obama. Obama's 2008. Uh, so 2004 to 2008, they were dam- right, right. These are damages from then. Fifty-three million dollars. I, I would figure that they did
0: this this past two years. These right? kinds of things are just to pay lawyers. Who's going to get the 53 million? So eighty percent of the lawyers. That's a good question. And here, here's your dozen eggs. Why yeah. you overpaid? Nineteen years ago. Yeah. Nineteen. Oh, years. thanks. It's a lot of money. Thanks. These eggs.
1: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, on a Wednesday, it's time for
0: dear Squatchy. This is an interesting one. It's very topical. Okay. Because this just happened. All right. This is uh, Giovanni writing in. Hello, Giovanni. Thanks. Giovanni. Thank you for listening. He says, dear Squatchy. Yes. Over the weekend, my uncle was fortunate enough to go to New York City to see that final, 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 final kiss show.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Quote, unquote, final kiss show.
0: He said it was a great time and he ended up getting this 24 karat gold plated golden ticket after the show. Wow. And he gave it to me as a gift because he knows I'm a fan. That's cool, man. That's cool. Between you and me, Tony.
1: Yeah, Giovanni. I'm a,
0: not of that big a fan. How did you get that ticket? Giovanni gave it to me. Some of people are asking over a grand for them on eBay.
1: Oh, my lord.
0: How rude is it to take a gift like this and immediately put it up for auction to make money? Yeah. It's not like I'm ungrateful. I just like money more. Uh, it's not ungrateful at all. <laughs> Sell the damn thing for $1,000.
1: Bingo. Buy and some eggs. Don't tell him. If he has to
0: see it, go, I, I, I'm getting it framed. But sometimes there's that gift giver who always wants to remind you of a great gift that he gave you. So every time you talk, so where's where, is, it, is it ticket on display? Did you have it laminated? What would you do with it? Yeah, yeah. Did you put a light on it like Dave's Green Bay Packers? Yeah. yeah. Share of stock? What did you do with it? See this is where lying
1: is appropriate. I would lie. I would say I, I, for the first couple of times he'd come over, you'd say, "Ah, oh, it's at the framers. I'm, I'm getting it framed." Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back again, and yeah, hey, well, happened not a ticket.
0: You hey, still see, at the framers? See, Dad, I, I met this guy who was the the biggest Peter Chris fan in the world, and it turns out he was terminal. No. And the only
1: thing. No, he don't do that, Dave. Don't do that. No, ticket. too far. No, 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 no. Okay, so Jenna. then the Scratch next that, thank you the next time he comes over you say unbelievable the framer damaged it and they they destroyed it yeah I don't know i don't are know you what suing to do. the framer yeah, yeah. I'm right in the middle of it yeah I'm talking to lawyers that's right exactly about it but uh, I if why are people paying a thousand dollars for it come on
0: it's a kid
1: kiss has no memorabilia out there that's why just, that's the problem
0: mm All
1: right, Christmas parties. Oh, yep, yep. Salsaritas.com. That's what you should do, right? Who doesn't love a taco bar or a fajitas bar? I mean, seriously. So uh, a lot of Christmas parties have gone from night to like afternoon. But either way, if you're going to do a night party or an evening or an afternoon party, do that. But offices are like, yeah, families don't really want to come to your Christmas party. So you just do it in the afternoon at work. And, and can you imagine your workers will love you uh, if you or your coworkers will love you if you order up a Salsaritas taco bar. Oh, we got a taco bar. Yes. Salsaritas.com. Fresh Mexican food. Let me tell you. They, I, I watched them make, it's Maria and Maria. There are Maria. two Marias. Two Marias make the guac at Salsaritas every single day fresh. Every day, the two Marias make it. And they make it to perfection. So that's just one of the fresh foods that they make every day at Salsaritas. Go to salsaritas.com or download the app or just go on there for lunch today. Kind of see what they got going on. But let's do that for the Christmas party. It'll be a lot of fun. Or your family, either way. All right, back after this. Keep where you got it. News Radio 840 and WHAS.